everyone, thank you once again for tuning into the Iconist Podcast, where we just like to fan cast all the characters and talk about them from yesteryear. This time, though, is a, it's a special, special day it is, because first and foremost, we have a guest, Mr. Ryan Sim. Hi! Hey! <laughs> Ryan, and we're going to get back to you in a second. We got to go through our round table just because, you know, manners make it the man. So first, we got to mention that, and I, before I forget, I know I told Ron to remember, so while I was on top of the dome, three oh. years. Today is our third year anniversary of doing this show. So Ryan, you're on the beginning, first episode of year three. We're kicking it off. Uh, officially, it, it is, you know, we're recording this. It's a little bit of a delay, but, you know, we're recording ahead of time. So let's just put it that way. So we come down that August, August 15th is, you know, year three for our Ooh. show. Wow. And counting. Nice. We made it. We made it. Um, and then, of course, we got to, of course, there's a, a lot of people that support the show. So we got to say thanks to them. So first and foremost, we got to check out uh, the comic books because the comic books are what gives us the topics that we talk about today. So if you're going to support the books, thank you very much, Ryan. <laughs> if you're going to report the, so support the books, oh, let's nice. start off first by checking out Wild Comics out in Kitchener. Go out there, tell the rest of the guys we said hi. So that is Wes, Ramon, Chris, and Sydney. Tell them you heard about them on the Iconist podcast. They will treat you right. And for our friends out in Montreal, mm. if you take a trip to the South Shore over the Champlain Bridge, check out Check Swings just on Tashro and tell Trevor, Dom, and Pierre, and Pierre, we said hi from the Connors podcast. Also, another supporter of the show is Miss Brandy Ford. You can check her out the link down below at The Writer and the Wit. And she also has her own show uh, uh, on air. Literally, it's called Off Topic with Brandy Ford on 4680. Q.com. You can listen to her on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. I know we're going to be on that show, too, at some point, so we're getting there. And also, uh, the guys I roll with when I do comedy, uh, you know, when I'm not alone. So if I'm, you're going to want to see uh, some fundraisers and whatever it else and a good time, come and check out A Touch of Grey Matter with myself, Barry3D, Dave Sokolowski, and Zelf Ali. Uh, we've got some dates coming up, and they'll be posted extremely, extremely soon, so thank you for all being patient. And anything you want to see that I'm doing, including this show, solo, and wherever I'm going to be, check out Barry3D.com. Wow. Ron, real quick, where can we find... Oh, Jesus. I... No, oh, oh, well, yeah, uh, uh. So we're missing one more person, one more hidden hidden member of the team. Uh, That's right. Say he, his he, will, name. he will slap me off the back of the head. That's, That's not good. That'd be painful. That might be That'd painful. be very painful because he does this whole juggling thing right now that he's got going on and he does it with knives. Our I'm facts. not messing with him. Seen that. So, Seen yeah. that. Seen yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the un- the hidden member, he's on been on here once and we definitely have to have him back again. We're working that out. Um, the, the other man, the myth, the legend, the one that makes us look so pretty. So if you want to do anything and you need any kind of digital media done, like if you want to do a podcast like we're doing, then you can go to podbean.com. And of course, you need a logo, you need some graphics. You reach out to mm-hmm. you. Tell them, who, tell them who it is, Rod. Juggling up J Bird Digital Art. Art, 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 art. J Bird Digital Arts, Mr. Jason Reese himself. Tell him you heard about him here on the Iconist podcast, and he'll give you a discount on any work that needs to be done. Real quick, Rod, where can we find you when you're not doing this show? Yeah, you know, when I'm not doing the show, you can find me on the World Wide Web. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C, M-R-R-O-D-C. You can find me on Twitch at DJ Rod C. You also find me on TikTok at DJ, DJ Rod C1. DJ Rod C1. Other than that, make sure you find me. Hail me up. Hit a follow. Let me know. Hey, I saw you on Iconist Podcast, and I hail you up. All right? Listen, today is a good day. We have a special individual in the building. Grandmaster Ryan is in the building. Hi. Hot. See, ladies and gentlemen, he speaks. He's alive. <laughs> this is not an IA. This is no computer-generated individual. You know, we do have friends outside. We do. Really? Even though, we do. Even, even though we're not in the same room. <laughs> right? Ryan's right. giving away too much. Share the Slow same, down, same stage. Type, so our guest. Tap, are... tap the break. Tap the break. Yeah, that's right. Our esteemed guest tonight is Mr. Ryan Sim. Ryan is someone I met through the comedy scene, and oh my gosh, he is funny, he's witty, and he, I love his insight, his energy, 
and his work ethic. Me and Ryan talk, and it's it's always a pleasure when uh, Ryan's around. I see him, I start to smile. So, Ryan, where can people find you? Well, uh, with the restraining order, it's limited, but you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook if you type Comedy Chowdown. Uh, it's where I do all my shows and my uh, YouTube series, Chowing Down. Uh, you can also find me at TikTok, at Ryan Sim Comedy. Uh, and same on Twitter, or I guess it's called X now. If you just type in Ryan Sim and, and Chowing Down, You'll you'll find many many videos of me eating uh, disgusting things, and if and if that still makes you want to come see me live, uh, comedy chow down on Facebook. Nice, excellent. Well, they should yeah. see you now. So, how many episodes? Are, how long have you been doing the chow down? I got to ask this before we jump into it. I know oh, chowing down a, started off for you. Yes. Yeah, so during the pandemic, I was uh, I was with my wife, and we were. I realized I had never been to a Popeyes chicken. And I, w- I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make, like, a goofy video called This is Ryan Chowing Down uh, and and eat it and then rate it. And pretty much my video, I, I everything gets an 8 out of 10 unless it's my wife's cooking. That got a 4. And um, <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Yeah. Danger. <laughs> but uh, I, I've started to, to, to make it different. But I did that, and people liked it. And then I ended up, I'm on season two. I'm on episode 55 of season two and uh, i know it's a pg audience so i'll just uh, i'll state the fact and we don't have to talk anything more about it but each season has 69 episodes nice okay oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it that well, is leave amazing. it right there ladies and gentlemen leave it right there so we were this almost awesome. at the we we're almost at the end of uh season two i've got a lot of uh i, I i've got a whole bunch in the queue from when i was just just in Serbia, Bosnia, Turkey, which is a right. really cool area of the world. And boy, did oh. they think it looked weird seeing a loud English guy yell eight out of ten a lot while they eat their local food. But it was fun. <laughs> I love you, Ryan. And this is why we had to have Ryan on because uh, we, we talked about this before. When we have a guest on, we always ask the guest who they want to talk about. Um, Ryan brought a character that I was like, oh, my gosh. It was so obvious that it went right over my head. Not saying he's any traction at the top of my head. So tonight, <laughs> today, whenever you listen to this podcast, we are talking about the tick. The it's tick. amazing. Now, before you think it's like Mary, what did you say? I go, I, I didn't say I said the tick, not right, not thick, not T-H-I-C-C. Okay, no, not, that's when I'm on stage and making those jokes. I'm talking about the tick. <laughs> T-I-C-K. There we go. This character, Ryan, what drew you to the tick? Let's start with that real quick. Um, well, now that I'm a comedian, I didn't know that I was drawn to this, but he was a superhero. Mm-hmm. But he was he was silly and he was relatable, but also it was that kind of humor that um everyone enjoyed. He was a lovable, silly character, and I think I saw myself in him uh mm. aside aside from being seven foot ten and buff. That part, you know. I didn't quite get the height or the other thing, but there was just something so beautiful and unique about him. I was 10 years old when the TV show uh, debuted, but believe it or not, I was a weird kid that knew about the comics before the TV show as a seven or eight year old. Same here. Uh, I have, I have the original stuff and uh, beside me, I just, I, I, because I like, I, maybe they'll be worth something. So I keep them in plastic and then I bought, you can you can buy them anywhere. They they've got like the complete editions of them, and yes. you know, uh, from New England Comics. But they started 1986, and I used to go to the Harry Tarantula downtown Toronto. I grew up in the country. We had a comic book store, but it was just like Archie and like whatever. So I would order Amazing Spider-Man and The Tick, and even as a kid in grade uh, four, I had Tick T-shirts and stuff. And I remember when the show came out. Uh, on Fox Kids, yes, you know, not, yeah, and McDonald's and every way I bought as much as I could because for some reason I thought one day uh, I'll want to have them. So I have in my garage all these little tick toys. I have the original SNES game. Um, wow, yeah, yeah, I was I was a weirdo, and most of my friends didn't understand why I liked this guy that walked around and just said spoon, but uh, you know. It was silly. It was funny, and 
he still could kick ass. Uh, there was something cool about a guy that can make you laugh, but he could also protect you. And I think that's what I tried to grow up to be, only two feet shorter. You and me both, we're, we're both in that same dynamic, man. You can't go wrong with a tick. And you and you nailed it on the head, right? So the tick made his first appearance in uh, New England Comics newsletter in 1986. And it ran as just as, like, you know, a two-page comic. And then it was like a logo. And originally they wanted to draw the costume brown, but they said, no, blue would be better. So they did him in blue. No memory, you know, but you're right. He's like seven feet tall it's huge guy and it's a parody of superhero comic books and right now with a lot of the superhero movies that are out i think maybe people are getting a little bit superhero fatigue that's what's being saying going around right now and i think the tick would be refreshing you, you know what i think catch the humor i swear there's got to be an influence uh with you know who's widely popular that reminds me of the tick there's got to be an influence if you dig down but uh deadpool you're right you yes know, if you think of Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, how it's, uh, you know, and that was filmed in Canada, which is great. But when you watch that and you see the mix of humor and superhero-ness, there has got to be an influence of the tick in that. And if there's not, it's a wild coincidence. And that's what I like about seeing that is is, is that's sort of like, and, and a lot of people when they saw Deadpool, one, I remember seeing that in theaters and people loved seeing a superhero movie that but also didn't take itself too seriously. Yes. And that's all that's also why I liked some of those Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man's with Sam Raimi. Yeah. Like Spider-Man 2 when he's like I'm not going to be Spider-Man anymore and he's he tries to be cool and it's and it's and he's he's kind of a doofus. That that was beautiful. So I think I think when superhero movies cuz they're so they're so out there that if there's not a hint of humor uh then you just it's called the DC universe and it just doesn't work. Nice. Shots fired. Pew. <laughs> Pew. Wow. But, but the guy was right. Like I said, we say this. So uh, the, the creator of the book of the tick, his name is Ben uh, Elland. Ben Elland. Ben Elland. His name. And he started this character when he was pretty much 17, 18 years old and started writing for his local one book store, you know, uh, New England Comics. So that's the NEC. And that's how that whole thing came about. And his influence was, I just don't want to take it seriously. I want to have a parody of it. So it was like, no backstory. He has amnesia. He doesn't want to know about his backstory. But then he runs into other characters. So, you know, he run into characters like Maneater Cow and my favorite, Paul the Samurai. Yeah. Which was cool characters that he made. Um, and the thing is, the first few, the first series ran like, what, nine issues kind of thing. It wasn't that many. The uh, original yeah. black and white one they had. Twelve. Made. Twelve. Oh, twelve. I got it right. My bad. Yeah, twelve. So, but that's so that's still not a lot, yeah. No, it's not a lot, but it still has its cult following, and he's built that up. And of course, yes, you know, uh, Fox Kids made it really popular when they syndicated it for the cartoon. The beauty of it is Ben was still writing for the cartoon, so it stayed really true to the characters. Yeah. The, the only and time it kind of got off rails is who owns what. So Ben owns the Tick. Um, in the cartoon, they couldn't use uh, Paul the Samurai or Man Eater Cow or Chainsaw Vigilante, you know, because they thought it would have been too much. So they gave him other supporting characters, and that's where we got Flater Mouse. Oh, yeah. You know? And, 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 and Nate America. Manuel. And Batman Yeah, exactly. Well, well you see, and, there's, and that's, the par that's the difference of it, because Saban Entertainment owns the rights for Deflator Mouse, which we saw on Fox Kids. When it went live action with Paul, uh, sorry, Patrick Warbutin, and even at live action, and couldn't use the name Deflator Mouse, so they had to make it Batman Well. That is, even so though this character was never in the original comic book. But then Batman Well made it into the live action, so the comic. A, a lot of people that I know that are fans mm -hmm. are fans from from the the cartoon, and I'm okay with that because often, often the cartoons are, are never as good as the comic books. But in this case, I'll I'll say it was pretty good. And a key point is because it had the same writer. So hold on, Rod. I'm right. going to test your memory here real yeah. quick. Or, do you know what else Ben is known for? What else is, is Ben known for? Yeah, the Are you creator of the me? tick. Um... <laughs> we got a visitor. I love uh, it. I, I, I'm going to say, was, was he a writer for uh, a movie? 
Close. Close. So he's a writer, and he started off with a tick, and then he was a writer on, because uh, Joss Whedon liked him. So he started working with Joss Whedon, and he was a writer for um, Firefly. He was a writer on Angel. Mm-hmm. You know, so his humor is always there, and Joss Whedon liked him. Like, they kept giving him work. So this is so, where so, so he's a cult he's a cult classic breeder. Yeah, nice, very nice, very nice. Good tag, good tag. Good yes, he is. You know, I don't know if he worked on the movie Serenity, but he definitely did Firefly. And because of Firefly, and then if, and I think there was one other show. I can't remember what the other show is. Hold on, I'll look it up. Supernatural. I know. Oh, Supernatural. Another yeah. great. Honestly, these are Another great. These are great. Yeah. None of none of what you mentioned are crappy, and ha- all have a following. Absolutely, and and that and and big followings and and really devoted followings. So for some reason, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, he's he's kind of got his hooks in what people want to see. You know, I mean, look, you you got was it three so four live shows, and the tick mm-hmm. had a cartoon, and then the tick had a first live action, and then the tick had another live action, and and he's on to something. And, and I what just you, don't know. And all of these, I would argue. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just learning about those now is mixing the genres, but not spoofing them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they all had their own feel to it, right? I mean, Serenity, sorry, uh, Firefly is going to have a different feel than Supernatural, then Supernatural has a different feel to Angel, you right. know? And, and to The Tick, they all had live action. And he wrote everything for The Tick, I think, except for... um one particular series, I think it was like the the first one on Fox, where he actually had someone else uh, named Will helping him out, and that was the only time that Ben had someone else come in and help him on the tick. Beyond that, he's been there beginning to end, and watching this baby grow to a full adult, so to speak, and still supporting it. Right. Wow, I love that. See, the good thing too, like, that's like, what it is. I mean, like you know, what we take, like at least what I take back from the tick is, you know, how sarcastic he is. You know, and if you think about it, each of those one, you got you got Dean and Supernatural sarcastic. Then Angel, you have um um Matthews. What what was Matthew's character? Eric Matthews, what was his character? Why did we watch Supernatural? Not Supernatural, no, on Angel, on Angel, on Angel. Oh shoot. The other the other the the other um vampire, the other one. So there's Angel and then the other one. Spike. Spike, right. Sarcastic. You know, you know, he just you take he's just seeing that, you know, at least maybe directly, indirectly, when Ben's writing, he's just making yeah. sure, like, yeah, I just gotta have this type of vibe or this type of nuance in between. This is this is part of my style. You can tell. Well, did Ben touch that? It's sarcastic, yeah. That's that chance. There's that chance. And you just walk it's away. It's almost like that. like that that dry British wit what? humor yeah, to a certain degree. Hundred percent. You know? That's that's what I liked about it. So I mean when you look at it, he's got all these and I would always hope that he would bring this character back, no matter what, because I think it, it really has a lot more, as we like to say, meat on the bone for it to be revisited and explored even deeper. Uh, and, and even then, one of the other characters, like, I mean, you got what the first original four issues of The Tick. The first three issues, it's all about The Tick. And The Tick, in the comic book, he escapes from an insane asylum in the costume and says, I want to be a superhero. What are you? I'm nigh invulnerable. Well, it's nigh invulnerable. Like you got your Looney Tunes, he'll hit, he'll feel it, and he just shugs it off. Like Kelly Swift, he'll just walk it off. And he just goes to the city. Yeah, the city. Yes. And and I, Which I, I love wanna, that. I want to point out that uh this was created before Lyme disease was a problem. So ticks were still not that deadly, you know? <laughs> so nowadays, I don't know. Nice. Love it, but that's exactly it, man. That's the tick right there, and he goes, like I said, to the city. And what was funny is when he gets in the city the first time, right? So he escapes from the mental hospital, gets to the city the first time. He's reading the book. Nice, yeah, Alec, that's, from called, young. that's called the tick. Can you say the tick? Yeah, okay. Okay. Nice. I shouldn't have oh. said. To tell a three-year-old to say the tick because it sounds like another word. I'm so sorry. It's all good. We 
which makes me laugh inside. My inner child is, is loving this. So he, he's the first three issues, you know, he escapes from the same asylum. He turns around. He ends up now. He meets up with their version of Superman. Now, he doesn't come off as Superman. He comes off. Uh, they call him the Cape to Wonder. But he looks and he has his first name as Clark. He works at a newspaper. He dresses as Clark Kent. But his last name is what? Oppenheimer. That's so funny. That, that It's just Superman if he landed in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So his name is Clark Oppenheimer. With Clark... He's, he wants to be on camera, man. With Clark Oppenheimer. See, you gotta love kids. That's why I love kids. They're just so innocent <laughs> what they want to do. It's like, I'm getting this. So Clark Oppenheimer, and he's picture of the movie Oppenheimer is out right now. So I don't know how that would tie in if if the yeah. writer had to do something like that now. But that was it. He was known as a Cape Wonder. His full name is Clark Oppenheimer, working for a newspaper. So the tick thinks, oh, wait a minute. Cape Man can walk in with a suit and glasses and no one knows it's him. I'm going to walk into the disguise. And he walks into the same newspaper to bring something back to the Cape Wonder. And all he does is put on a necktie. He still has on his costume with a necktie. He walks in and guess what? Nobody knows it's him. Hilarious. It's, it's, there's so many tropes. There's so many superhero comic tropes are like pushed through this whole series. And that's the great thing about it, that you're just realizing certain things, you know, like, no, nah, they can they can never get away with doing that. They got away with it. They okay, did. cool. Next. Next page. They did. Next page. <laughs> Some of the ones I liked in the early issues. So you got, you know, he walks in there and he's working at the newspaper to be a uh, puzzle editor. And he, he's making up words that don't even exist. So he gets fired. Then... He, he has to deal with a whole handful of ninjas, like a million zillion ninjas or something like that. And it parodies Elektra from Marvel Comics and the Hand from Marvel Comics, that whole ninja group. Mm-hmm. And the ninjas themselves, they're standing, there's like five of them standing in one panel. And it's just, a, they're holding a couple of branches. And one guy's holding a sign saying, wear a bush. And everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a bush. There's no trees. It's just holding two sticks. Five of them, and one guy holding, what, we're a bush. Or what, oh, yeah. What about the evil nemesis, Chairface? Wow. Okay. okay. Well, Chairface, really good. That whole parody of that story was parodying uh, Dick Tracy with all the deformed heroes' heads and the names right. and Chairface, and he wants to write his name, Moon, in the moon, because it's what supervillains do. Tick. Ticks off a lot of things for me. That, that's all I got to say. I, I'm you so know. happy you guys love that. And and there's a cult following because when I would go to a comic book store, mm-hmm. there was a few, like, the, the tick to me also feels like it influenced things like Savage Dragon. I don't know if you remember that one. Of course. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, because he was like this big guy, but he had a hint of humor. Yeah. But I would I would look through the, the, the T-shirts and there would be tick T-shirts, you know? And and the cool thing is, is there's still kind of is that uh, the symbol of the tick is is just iconic. But uh, I tried to look it up. I don't know if you know, Barry, is, is are they still making new tick or is it kind of sort of gone into limited series or something? Right. So they came up with the other uh, two seasons that came on Amazon. Okay. Right, just recently with um, with the uh, another actor playing him. The actor did a really great job. And had Arthur it? in there and everybody. And they actually had the first time they actually brought in uh, Dot, Arthur's sister, in the live-action adaptation. Peter and then it, Serafonowitz. Right yeah. yeah. And currently, right now, he's looking for a new home. That's what he said. That's what Ben was said on his Twitter feed uh, just recently. It's like, okay, guys, season two, that's the last season. We're looking for a new home to keep the tick going. So he's shopping around to different studios. I don't know what the hesitation is or, or why it's not getting picked up as as much as it should so i think people we all need to make noise to say where's the tick so right. do, do you know i don't would you guys think they should if they bring it back keep the same actor or or what, what are your thoughts on on who's play because a lot of people have played him yeah yeah um, good question all right we'll get we'll get right into that so, so see for me the way the day and age is going is yeah we like no i want the same actor no I'll answer that question. No, I, I would go with a different actor. Because I want an actor. I think what happens is 
the actors who've played him have been great. Let's be real. We need someone that's going to make people go, whoa, and do the whole promo circuit to draw more attention into the character. Once you've got him hooked, you're, you've got him. So I have another actor here in mind to, to, to play it. And I'm looking for myself. I'm going live action. I love it when it's live action. Cartoon was great, but live action is where I'm going to go. So maybe I'll tell you, I liked personally of the live actors. I liked Patrick Warburton better. Oops. You know, I did. He's probably getting a little bit older. And I, uh, I'm honestly thinking like, if I had to pick someone right now, I think wrestlers turned actors are a great option. So two options I'm thinking of is uh yeah, well uh, have you seen is it Homelander? It was uh John Cena. Yes. Uh, John yes. Cena is is amazing in uh, Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, that's Peacemaker. 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 And, and, uh, I'm getting tick vibes from him too, and he's got yeah, the chin. He's got the chin. He's got the body. And the other one that I think could pull it off, and I think is a shockingly good act, shockingly good actor, Dave Batista. Okay, Ryan, let me tell you something. <laughs> I love you, Ryan, but I hate you. <laughs> because those were the same two I had in mind pick right now if they had to play the tick, right? And I went first, Dave Batista. And then I went John Cena. And then I had to say, okay, both of them have great comedic timing, right? I think John, now, and here's the difference of it, is John is at a point in his career. So that's what I was thinking of when I had to do it. If I want to do a live action, I'm going to go John Cena. I go, John's in a point in his career where he picks roles that are fun. If you look at uh, the movie he did, the adult movie, uh, well, trying to keep his kids not having sex, cock blockers. Yeah, yeah. Right, very funny. John's gonna go all in on that. Dave Batista has comedic timing. You've seen it when he does play Drax. He plays that kind of character. He wants to get more into serious roles and be taken as a serious yeah. actor. And I'm not taking anything away from either one of them, but I think John is more at a point where I just want to have fun. And Dave Batista's trying to prove that he's a true thespian of the art. And you're taking that same work ethic from wrestling and putting it into his acting, so he's not going to be seen in the same box as Dwayne Johnson. So, so I'm so I'm so happy we're on the same page. Physically, I think Dave looks more like what I would would, would be the the tick. But I watched yeah. a knock knock was it knock at the cabin? Uh, yes, knock at the cabin. With, um, M Night Shyamalan, he yeah. was yeah. so he was so good, and I and I. I honestly, I will say right now, and Dave Batista has mentioned he doesn't want to be the next Rock, just doing like Jumanji and stuff. He yeah. is, and he's in Dune. He is yeah. a really. He was also in a, uh, that, that murder mystery one. Is it Glass? Right. Not, yeah, Glass not, Onion. Uh, Glass Onion. Glass Onion. Glass onion. Yeah. He was good yeah. in that too. Yeah, he was good and, in that one too. And John Cena, if you watched the uh, what was, what was that? He played the. The girlfriend of Amy Schumer in one of her movies. He was so good uh, as a comedic actor. I watched Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's two seasons now, and it's uh, he's he's a really good comedic actor. So I think you're right. I I think the problem is Peacemaker might be a little too close to the tick. People who aren't fans might think they might get a little confused because the characters are a little similar because he right. is a, Point. a funny. Guy and he's wearing almost like the tick helmet. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's a tough call, but that's exactly what I was going with two wrestlers. So hold on, Rod. Rod, let me get back to Rod. Rod, who are you thinking? If you had to cast someone in a tick, did you want it live action? Do you want it cartoon? How would you adapt it? I would actually want it to be live action because if you want the cartoon one, we got the we got the first ad adaptation and then like Ryan and you are saying, um, the second one, I, I kind of like, you know, I'm so accustomed to having having him there. Pete, I mean, uh, Patrick, having um, Warburner. I'm so accustomed to having him there. But when I saw the third one, and I'm like, okay, that's not that's new, not too bad. I realized maybe I can have a, a tick that is not so 
thick and, and, and bulky. You know what I mean? Right. So 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 muscular in that sense. So I wanted to say, okay, let me find who who is who can be very sarcastic, who got comedic timing and, and sarcastic. And I just said, you know what? He's already been in a uniform. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to give him a little more bulk on it. I want to go with Paul Rudd. Oh, I want I want to try Paul Rudd. I want to try Paul Rudd because I think he might be able to get in between the Patrick that I'm accustomed to and yeah. the 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 latest adaptation. Um, what's his name right here? Sorry, and Peter. Then? Oh, yeah. I I I'm, I'm I'm I like to do things a little bit different, Ryan. So I'm right. looking for someone who's who's sarcastic. So I want I want someone who who just basically he can he has the acting chops. He has the comedic timings and everything like that. But I want someone who's going to be very, who can just hit you with a line, and you're just like thinking, "Oh, is he serious or not?" Like, like you know, how, like, are you really playing like you're smart? Or are you really just not all there? Type can, of scenario. Can, can I throw out a wildly uh, uh, keeping this? So, Rod, I like Paul Rudd, but you know who I like Paul Rudd for? Arthur, because Arthur. Play, starts off. I don't know if you know. Sidekick is this nerdy accountant, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And he turns in. I could see Paul Rudd doing that. Uh, but Paul Rudd is is great. He he does have the chin. We got it. He also have the chin. If right. if, Bruce, if if Bruce Campbell was younger and buffer, it would be him. Absolutely, hands down. Bruce, who? Sorry, Bruce Campbell from oh, Army Bruce of Campbell. Darkness. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Army of Darkness. Yeah. Uh, Bubba yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, no. Hands down, Bruce hands down. Campbell, hands down. I, I see. That's what we need. Like, if we had a time machine, or, or, or you know, just make Bruce Campbell a little younger. Can you imagine the stuff that he'd be doing now? He was a couple of years younger. Dangerous, 100%. dangerous. Okay, forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah. So, I good points. So here's the thing. Would you want to see it? So I'll start with you, Ryan. Would you want to see him in a TV show or a movie if you're going live action? Uh, let's, let's honestly follow, I, I badmouth DC, but I think Suicide Squad and their sequel did it right. They did a movie and mm-hmm. then the popular characters bled into a TV show, like with Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I would love to see that too. I would love to see a live action tick movie. Put it on Amazon Prime. I don't care. It doesn't have to go to theaters. Yeah. Do what you want and then see how it goes. And if it, yeah. and if it, and if there's a following, and I in my heart there is, put it into a TV show. But we've tried two TV shows with the Tick. They get amazing ratings, but there's just something that doesn't stick about no. keeping it on the air. Right. Even the even the cartoon had an adult following, you know. Yeah. So yeah, people love it. But it's just like why can't? They, I think it's like a classic. This is a cult classic. But why yeah. can't why can't we keep it? Uh, like what? So there's got to be something I don't know about this yeah. style or something. But I think so. I I even was just reading how they said um, with the success of Peacemaker, it just means the Tick live action was a couple years too soon, meaning people weren't ready for yes. it. But now, now they are. This is this this is the part I was headed about to curve. say because right head of the curve at that time, that type of humor wasn't not known or just like like i don't know if we can go not mainstream because you know, it, it was not mainstream because you know you know where you know where the ticket is like ooh, that 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 could be that statement could be used three thousand different ways type of scenario right um and you brought up a good thing earlier ryan that now nowadays tick is basically the the could have been the jump off point for deadpool right now if you brought it in right now, I believe it would definitely be it would be more accepted. Um, people are getting maybe are getting a little tired of the superhero type of um, you know characters IPs. But if you bring the Tick, he's not clearly he's a superhero, but he's not your everyday superhero. He is something that basically for an adult themed you know mindset, I think it would do absolutely wonderful. Seth Rogen is Arthur. <laughs> Seth Rogen as Arthur. You know how cool would that be? Yes. Seth Rogen as Arthur. I, yeah, I can see that. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's too handsome. You're right. Arthur's kind of nerdy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Seth Rogen. But you see, but Paul Rudd can definitely do with someone else in that universe. Make I don't know. Make Paul. I, so 
wow, okay, my mind's just exploded with things. Okay, here's so here's a couple of points. So mm-hmm. one, I, I I get what you guys are saying about maybe it was too ahead of its time, which is true because if you watch it now, you're like, oh, I get it. Okay, it's all in. And for right. fans, we get it. But I think when all these superhero movies started kind of coming out and the studios were investing in them at the beginning, the whole point was let's get away from the, anything that's camp. So we don't want Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, even though right. that is an amazing show. When they did the first Dark Knight, it, you know, uh, Michael Keaton, Batman 89, they wanted to get dark because they wanted to kind of break that trend. And then everyone kind of kept heroes serious. So we got so much of heroes being serious with sometimes drops of humor here and there. That at one point when Ryan came out and said, yeah, I'm playing Deadpool. Oh, wait a minute. You're doing what? <laughs> no, Deadpool has a following. He's popular. Ryan, everyone knows this kind of humor. When he did his first one of, run of it in Wolverine Origins, fans were disappointed. And he realized that. And he came back saying, I'm coming back to play a traditional Deadpool character like you guys want. And then he did it so mm-hmm. well. I think, like you said, the timing was right. People were, we went from funny to serious and now we're like, well, we can have fun with these characters again now. We don't have to be, every movie has to be serious. We need to right. laugh. We've held our breath long enough to say intense, 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 a little humor, intense, intense. Oh, now we can laugh. So if it came out now, this my whole point is like one big name actor, I would go big budget movie. And really, you know, as much as some of the characters were popular and bring some of those lesser ones in, like his side characters in, I mean, obviously you need Arthur, you need Dot. But I'm talking like Deflator Mouse or Batman Well. You know, or made uh, made Liberty, or you know, uh, or with her version in the other live action because I couldn't use the name. I can't remember right now. Instead of doing that, give me Paul the Samurai. Give me you know Man Eater. Paul the Samurai is handsome. Paul Rudd. Paul the Samurai. (laughs) There we go. Give me Paul the Samurai. I don't want Paul Rudd out of it. I don't want him out of it. I want Rudd. I want. We should just send this to Ben right now. Let him know. <laughs> right? I'm going to tag him in it. So, re- so right now we're saying, so for sure, Seth Rogen as Arthur. Paul mm. Rudd as Paul the Samurai. Right? Um, and then Paul as need- Paul. Paul as Paul. Paul as simple Paul. as that. Paul as Paul. Right? Uh, and then we, we were kind of going back and forth of who would be it, our it's version probably John, of- It's probably John Cena. Right. Probably John Cena. That would be end up being the tick. And but, who was Dave so, Batista? Oh. I think that guy can do comedic. Honestly, actually, that guy can do funny. That he guy can, can do he funny. Has. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has. There's a movie where he's it's a kid movie where he's him with a kid. He's got to defend a kid. He's a spy almost kind of thing. And, and yeah. Think about this. John's done so much comedy that you almost expect it of him. But John's, right. I mean, um, uh, Dave, Dave Batista is still so tough that it, if you saw him, he'd still be physically empowering. And then he. We'll say funny things, and it'll still be fish out of water. Yeah, and you know what? So okay, so so okay, so you're saying Dave Batista for you <laughs> as the tick. Okay, so I know I'm putting this all together, and then there's still to me two more people we need in this show, right? You need there, a beautiful woman to play. What was what was the uh, American Maid? American Maid. That's right. So we need a woman to play American. Yeah, I'll get that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Bring back the whole crew. So here's what I'm gonna say. So American Maid, and then we also need um, who is it? Uh, uh, chainsaw Vigilante. So Chainsaw Vigilante. Ooh, Charlie Day. <laughs> right, and then and then now we got to bring back the caped wonder. He makes small appearances here and there. So now there's two choices. Either depending on how his relationship is with DC, you ask Henry Cavill to come in and play the caped wonder, or you get John Cena to play the caped wonder. Done. Done. John, John Cena, Cena plays as... the Cape Wonder. Mm. He plays Clark Oppen... Oppenheimer, and Dave Batista plays the Tick. I think we've just capped this whole thing. We've gone beyond what we normally do. This is nice. This is nice. That, that, right. So we just need, yeah, yeah. But see, if we got to do, was it, uh, was it, uh, Made America? I don't know, Gail Gadot. I, I'd have to get someone. Gail Gadot, she could, right? But maybe yeah, someone of, yeah. Who, uh, so, American Maid, she has dark hair. She's kind of like a parody of Captain America and Wonder Woman had a baby, right? Right, right, right. right. Who's, um, uh, hmm. That, that one's a funker, as I like to say. Yeah. Man, back in the day, you remember Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman? Oof. 
Who uh, doesn't? <laughs> yeah, but 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 uh, no, the beauty of American Made is she kind of she does have that dark curly hair. So right. I don't know. I know they can yeah. dye it, but of course I'll put on a wig. Actress, yeah, and, and she had sass to her too. She was independent, even though she was a maid. <laughs> Which is like it's so funny. This strong, independent woman showing that she can do anything she wants, but yet she is still cleaning your place. Charlize Theron. There you go. Ah. Ah. Yep. 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 See if I go through when it comes to stuff like that. Yep. Her com- Yep. She hasn't done one in a while, but her comedy. Yep. She's hilarious. Wow. Wow. So we got what drew you to the books. We, we kind of fan casted it and we've gone through the whole kind of ensemble here with the take, which is amazing. We This is awesome. So, and we got it down to live action at this point. I I I don't even know what more we can do with. It. I think we've got, we've done it, gentlemen. I think we might have. We we might have actually done it. This is this is amazing. <laughs> like Robbie World. I, and it was such a fun thing. I remember uh, the, the, the McDonald's toys and stuff. So if we could bring back a mobile game, just to have fun with it, you know, like one of those ones. Remember Stranger Things had a couple games yes. when they came out. You yep. know, some 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 way to, to to get people playing and having fun, uh, really to promote it because there's there was something missing, and I think I think like I said, I remember looking it up, Donald's Taco Bell. Everyone had these little toys, so you were always thinking about it as a kids' cartoon. But as a as a live action, you gotta have something you know unique and makes people really build on that cult following. So we got to right. hook them in more. And I'm, it's surprising because, you know, sometimes I've gone to Comic-Cons, you know, you'll see people dressed up as all the characters. And it's very rare I see someone dressed as a tick. You know, I mean, if you look online, you can find them, right? And and the costumes are out there. People are uh, in the costumes. But it's, it's you're right. It's got a devote following. And it's just got to get out there more. So I don't know. I know Joss Whedon's gotten a you know, he's, people like him or don't like him. But um if you're in with him, I don't see how, you know, men can't kind of parlay that into something bigger to get to the right people. That's, I think that's what it's got to come down to at this point. He's got to stop thinking series right away and give me an all-out movie. You know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's and Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong or uh, right or wrong. I'm sure there was a title like The Tick Fights Like a Million Zillion Ninjas. Is that one of the titles? Yeah, yeah. What was it? I, I think I have it but here. In the amusement park, I think it was. It was amazing. They had those one-offs too. Um, I'll look it up. But yeah, I think it's The Tick versus... An army of ninjas. Right. And that's all it was as him. And I remember Paul the Samurai, who has a samurai sword inside of a big bagel, like bread loaf. <laughs> so it looks like he's beating people with a giant piece of bread. But then you see pieces are chipping off and he's eating it at the same time. You realize his samurai sword's in there. And he's like, why do you do that? And it's like, that's how I hide it in plain sight. No one can see it. No one's going to question me if I'm walking around with a, you know, a loaf of bread. Well, and you were right. It was... Through. It was the tick, the night of a million zillion ninjas. A million zillion ninjas. Yeah. That is the that, first issue I read of the tick when that, I that bought it. That was tick number three. So you've been there since the start. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I'm like, you know, back in the 80s, like, ninjas? Ninjas? Everything Ooh, had ninjas. Canadian. Yeah. Well, that, that was the selling point. Like, how you put Batman in every book to sell it, how you put Wolverine teams up with every Marvel character to sell it. You throw in ninjas? It was a made formula. If you had ninjas in your book, it got sales. So that was the one thing is is I wish that someone with bigger money could. I love that it stayed local, but what? Maybe, maybe you don't have time for this. But is the tick? Would a crossover be cool? And who who would be the ideal crossover for the tick to really bring them to the mainstream? I was like, I want to think someone that's influenced by them, the tick and the Deadpool. Would that be too? Would that be too similar, like the Tick and Batman? <laughs> Can you imagine how annoying he'd be? Like I'm sure That's Robin. That's part where my head is going. My head is thinking that. <laughs> so yeah, because you had to do it. The the Tick in the episode or the issue finds himself back in an insane asylum, but he's in Arkham, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he escapes, yeah. and Batman. Batman is trying to get this guy that escaped the insane asylum and he's like wait a minute he's he's a good guy he just he was just in there because he's legit crazy 
So the couple of ways I see that happening is you would have to do the tick crossover with Plastic Man from DC Comics. Plastic Man's humor is very out there at the same time, too. And the two of them would get along and not get along at the same time, right? Because the tick is so naive and innocent in his view of the world. And, and Plastic Man's a little bit more, uh, you know, darker mind, even though he's, he's, you know, doesn't take himself seriously. That would definitely bring in, you know, um, Batman or so forth. And I would say, look, you know what? Don't break it. I mean, it's already there. I think the crossover needs to be the tick and Superman because we know there's the multiverse of Superman. Uh, all over, even the, now, was it my adventures with uh, my adventures with Superman? They now established that right. cartoon takes place on Earth twelve, and a separate, yeah, separate universe. But there's other Superman that are there, and we all know Clark Oppenheimer is the Cape Wonder. Looks exactly like Superman. He could be that version uh, of Superman in their universe. And Superman usually crisscrosses universes at times, so he might see Superman and say, "Oh, it's the Cape Wonder," and you're like, "Why do you keep calling me the Cape Wonder? I'm Superman." I don't know. You might be a Superman, but they know you as a Cape Wonder. Don't worry, Clark Oppenheimer. Who's this Clark Oppenheimer? You mean Clark Kent? No, no. I know who you are. Yeah, and that crossover would be whacking as well. So that, that's it. a crossover for me. Yeah. Yeah. So he could, with it. He, could, he could be in the Justice League and get kicked out immediately. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Absolutely. That's, that's the crossover. And, yeah, so that's that's the fun thing, and and the one thing I I as a fan I think I wish I remembered, but do we have does he have superpowers or is he just really strong? I think he has superpowers. So so the 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 tick he's he's he has nigh invulnerability, and he's super strong, and he can hold his breath for as he puts it a really long time. So he can go underwater and hold his breath for a really long time. He was underwater almost for a full issue. Didn't have to breathe. There's times he's been out of space. He didn't have to put on a space suit or a space helmet. They're like, how do you do it? He's like, I can hold my breath for how long? A really long time. And his antenna, they kind of work? Yeah, the antenna, that's his only weakness really because his antenna are sensitive. So if you grab him by that, he really feels it. Even though it's a costume, you got to figure out how it works. But the rest of them, he he gets hit. He'll feel it and kind of like he's like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> I love that. See, so th- so that's this is a great. Why do I love the Tick? Because he has everything about superheroes I love, and then as a comic, selfishly, he's he's a he's a comedian himself, and he he just doesn't know it. And I hate no. to say it, but it's like watching a Donald Trump speech. People hate it, people love it, but if you watch it, and you're like, there's a lot. You'll of get something. Value. Yeah, there's you'll there's get something. something. There's something funny here, and I'm sorry. I'm sitting on the sidelines going, whatever it is, it's entertaining, and I will just sit back. Yeah, yeah. My dad says that. He says Donald Trump is his favorite comedian. That's why he likes watching him, you know? And <laughs> He for just the doesn't tick, know I mean, it, yeah. He doesn't know it. So the, the tick is his own straight man. He has the power. Someone says he has the power of dramatization. So the more he dramatizes the situation he's in, it's like the Incredible Hulk. He gets stronger. So the Hulk gets angrier. He dramatizes, and he gets stronger. So he, those are his powers. And then, you know, we keep saying, we said at the beginning of the episode, and I'll make this quick, Spoon. Why <laughs> why Spoon with the Tick? If you, For anyone that doesn't know, the Tick likes to give big speeches, and sometimes they make no sense, and he wants to get down to it. And he was eating a bowl of cereal at Arthur's place, and he's just eating this spoon, and he's giving Arthur the speech to motivate him, say, hey, Arthur, you have to go on, you got to do this, we got to keep attacking the, the bad guys. We've got to be like the Spoon of Justice, the Spoon. Scooping out evil, Arthur. Scooping out evil. And he looks at it and he's like, that's it, Arthur. That's our battle cry. Spoon! I love it. It's so silly. It's silly, but it makes sense. When you hear him talk about it, you're like, scooping out justice. Spoon's his battle cry because, you know, Avengers assemble. Right? That's the, those are the, you know, that those are battle cries. Every hero has a battle cry. The Fantastic Four, it's clobbering time, you know, from the thing. Yep. And and, yep. The, and the tick is going, Spoon! and everyone's like, what? Okay, we're just going to fight them, alright. Cool. But you got to say the battle cry is Spoon. And he was walking around one point holding a spoon in the yep. episode, just holding it up into the sun on top of a building, like, Spoon! Of justice. Spoon of justice. It makes sense, though. <laughs> oh, Ryan, you just went you went sideways on us, man. Did I go oh. sideways? <laughs> yeah. oh, I was trying Ryan, to show yeah. you Spoon. 
You're just gonna show me. Yeah, but I went sideways. <laughs> awesome. But look, Ryan, this we're coming to the end of the episode, man. Thank you. You know, one, thank you so much for uh, bringing this topic to 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 light for us. And, and being on the episode is so much fun. And what do you have anything going on uh, coming up in the next uh, bit? Well, you you just uh, you just did a feature spot at Nickelbrook Brewery, and we do shows there every month. And Barry was amazing. So if you want to check out those shows, they're every month at nickelbrookcomedy.eventbrite.com. So whenever this airs, go there. You'll see it. And also, if that's in Burlington, if you're in Hamilton. I have another amazing show at the Corktown Pub. Tickets for that are corktowncomedy.eventbrite.com. Whenever this airs, those links are always live with the newest show. Perfect. Perfect. So please, everyone, keep in mind, support local comedy. Uh, Brian is a hoot and a holler on stage. I mean, this is not even, you're catching, like, you know, this is iceberg. You're catching like 10%, not even 10% of what Brian brings to the stage Trust me, those shows are a lot of fun. And him on stage, as uh, no matter what spot he does, is fire. You're going to walk out of there with your sides hurting. So please make sure to take sips of water when he's, or your drink, when he's setting up the joke. Because when he hits you with the punchline, you're going to choke. Thanks. Rod, any last words before we wrap it up? Listen, you know what? I appreciate everyone coming out and watching this episode. Ryan, thank you for being with us. And again, like Barry said, thanks for bringing the tick to light bring it to the forefront so we can have a great discussion about it hope you guys got some good intel heard some good stuff about how the spoon of justice is the future and how you too can dig out crime thank you thanks rod thanks barry spoon spoon Spoon. as i like to say my friends this whole world was started by a, a piece of paper a pencil and lots of imagination keep on dreaming Brown.